I'm Laura Max Rose, mother of two, and you're listening to Look Ma No Hands, my candid dispatches from the front lines of motherhood. I ask the real, tough, honest questions on motherhood-related topics that we're all wanting to know more about, in hopes it will make everyone's journey fulfilling, easier, and more joyful. If you're not a mom, welcome. I want you to know how happy I am that you're listening and that these topics can be applied to any season of life. I'm grateful you're along for the ride. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's my second solo episode ever on Look Ma No Hands, and I'm so glad you're joining me. I've got a bunch of stuff I want to just catch you up on. And uh, first of all, I also want to thank everyone who has given me feedback on an episode. Let me know that you liked it. It means so much to me when I hear from you guys. And if you are loving Look Ma No Hands, one of the best ways you can help me spread this podcast to more listeners, actually the best way um, to help me reach more people is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. So if that's where you're listening, or even if it's not, if you want to head over there and leave me a review, um, that really helps me get into the earbuds and the speakers of so many more listeners. And I can't tell you how grateful I am. If you're listening to an episode you like and you want to take a screenshot on your phone, share it on your social media so maybe your followers can hear it, that's another great way to help me out. I'm going to start off with a story today that I was inspired to share after an interview that I did with Miss Amy Woodall. She is the founder and CEO of the Black Sheep Agency. And her episode will be airing here in several days. So you won't have heard it by the time you're listening to this. We talked a lot in that episode about taking care of ourselves and how she as you know, the CEO of the 16 person agency, she's been list, she's one of the Inc best places to work. The Black Sheep Agency is one of Inc's best places to work. She has an incredible work environment for her employees. She's worked with Michelle Obama on um, on one of her campaigns. She's done phenomenally well. She has two kids. And our entire interview ended up being about something I thought it wasn't going to be about. I thought it was going to be about um, how she balances it, how she um, is able to make time for her kids and her work life. And while we did touch on that, she stressed how important having a schedule is not just for her kids, but for herself. So we always think about scheduling our kids. But she was just emphasizing that she has a very strict schedule herself. Everything goes in her planner. She doesn't overbook herself. She schedules things way out. She knows how much time she has and doesn't have. I thought that was awesome. She also spent a lot of time talking about how much she pours and I mean, pours into taking care of herself. Um, Acupuncture, getting the right doctor's appointments when she needs to have them, massage, whatever it is that she needs to feel like she's 100%. And a lot of what she described, it was so funny, was so outside of like the norm of what we all what we talk about with each other. And I was so refreshed by it just to hear how much this person who I thought was going to come in here and talk to me about how, you know, maybe strung out or stressed out she is from how much she has on her plate came in and told me the exact opposite. She told me how much time she puts into filling her own tank so that she can do all the things that she needs to do. And then I also noticed something about Amy after she said that, which is she is like probably her agency is probably the one agency where whenever I go on their website, it's like the coolest ad agency website I've ever seen. And one of like the big, you know, things about ad agencies that we always say, because I used to have a marketing business myself is, you know, your website is the one that's always down. Your marketing is the marketing that always needs an update because you're always working on marketing for your clients and you don't have time to touch up your own stuff. But her company is the exact opposite. Like her website is the coolest one that I've ever seen. And I was just so inspired by that. So I hope you'll listen to the entire episode when it airs. Um, But what it brought up for me was just how uncomfortable I guess I've been with 
sharing the truth that she shared with me. So what I've learned throughout, especially the last probably 11 years of my life, is that the more I spend on myself, and I am referring to money, um, the more honestly comes back to me because the more energy I have, um, the more energy I have to give to others. And this is a taboo topic I feel like to talk about because it's always been really hard for me to discuss um, a financial decision that I've made because, of course, the response can often be, well, I don't have the money to spend on that or I don't like I, I don't have the resources for that right now. And then I always want to push back and say, but do you? Are you spending it on something else that you don't necessarily need to be spending it on? And then there's the backlash of, you know, how could you ask me that? But I want to tell this story of mine that I think will open a lot of eyes and ears to um, why I think this is so important and how this has played out in my life. So when I was 20 years old, I was in college and I got a 40-hour-a-week internship with a local news station in Boston. It was my dream internship. There was no way I was turning it down. But of course, since it wasn't just my dream internship and it was a lot of people's, it was unpaid. Um, I had to figure out how I was going to make ends meet because while I was in college, um, that was my responsibility. So um, I had to get another job on top of that um, in order to just, you know, I didn't have that many bills at the time since I was in college, but just to be able to survive, if you will. And one of the things that I had to pay for was actually taking the train to get to my internship. It was a very expensive train because I had to get on the commuter rail to get there. So I got this job working like 12 hours a week at this wine store. Um, Some of my best memories in college were spent at that wine store. And um, I mean, to say that I was living like paycheck to paycheck was probably like a huge understatement. It was I honestly have no idea how I survived. But that's a story for another day. (laughs) It's actually this story. Um, because I was, um, I was working that job and I was, um, woke up one day and really early I had to take the commuter rail and I was starving. And, um, my favorite treat that at that time for myself was the egg and cheese sandwich from Dunkin' Donuts, which I remember, I feel like it was like $3 and 20 cents or something. Like I can vividly remember seeing that price above the egg and cheese sandwich. And there was a Dunkin' Donuts in the commuter rail station. And this was like a big luxury item for me to like buy something while I was out and like not to make it myself. So (laughs) I, um, I'm at the commuter rail station and I have literally $7. Like that was after buying my commuter rail ticket, I had $7 until whenever I was getting paid next, which I had established was I think seven days from that point. So I was like, there's literally no way like $7 isn't going to help me like one way or another get to seven days from now. I'm kind of like screwed either way. So I might as well buy myself the sandwich because I'm just going to have to have faith that like things are going to work out. Like it's going to take a miracle way beyond me, like denying myself this sandwich um, to actually like get to the, the end of this week. So at the time, this was like an extremely uncomfortable behavior for me. I felt like I was very... I was very overly responsible and I felt like it was kind of all on me to, you know, hoard my money and not treat myself to anything. And that was like the only way anything was going to work out. You know, I didn't believe in any type of divine intervention or the universe taking care of me or asking for help. Um, I just kind of felt like I had to do it all on my own. So um, I took this big leap of faith um, and I bought this egg and cheese sandwich. And this was during like a time of incredible spiritual awakening for me. I had like a major, major personal transformation in college when I was 20. 
um, after realizing there were a lot of things that had occurred in my life that were really holding me back from having the life that I really wanted to live. And I was working very, very hard um, on letting go. And my life was changing very, very fast in a very, very positive way. So this was one of the major moments that I had where I just decided to do something differently than the way that I used to do them. And I bought myself this sandwich and I got on the train and I put my headphones in. I remember I was like listening to Rascal Flats or something. And I couldn't believe that I had bought myself this sandwich. I was kind of like exhilarated by how rebellious I had been and just kept thinking in my mind, how am I going to get to Friday? How am I going to get to Friday? And then just thinking, all right, like I just have to let it go. Um, I just have to hand it over and there's not, it's completely out of my hands. There's literally nothing I can do. And I get a phone call. My phone starts ringing and it was my dad calling me. And at the time I had a really strained relationship with my father. I did not speak to him very frequently at all. And if he were to call me at that time, it was, you know, highly unlikely that I would answer, especially if I was going into something really important, like my work day where I had to stay focused, but something told me like, Laura, just answer the phone. So I picked up the phone and it was my dad. And he, um, told me that, you know, he didn't want to bother me, but that he had struck a deal, um, that it was nothing major, but might be like, he wanted to give me his earnings because he thought that it might help me more than it would help him which I was like super surprised. I mean, I hadn't heard from my dad in so long. We hadn't spoken in forever. I was like trying to catch up with him when he was saying this. And I was like, oh, my dad's going to give me like $10. So he asked me what his PayPal, what my PayPal account was. And I gave him my PayPal email and he was like, well, it was just $500. So hopefully it'll help you a little bit. And I was just like completely floored. I couldn't believe it. And actually, my dad had no idea what he had been like the conduit for that day. He had no idea that he'd like completely changed my life in that moment. And I just very quietly said thank you and told him how much I appreciated it and how much it meant to me. And actually, a year ago, um, because I do have a relationship with my father now, and he comes to visit me um, about once a year to see my kids. And we were driving somewhere. I think I was um, pregnant with Violet and I was like going into labor. He came to visit me and I like went into labor while he was here. And I was very emotional because my hormones were probably out of control. And I said, you know, you don't know this, but like 10 years ago, um, I was on the train and I told him this story and like he started crying. Um, and it was a very symbolic moment for many reasons, you know, just given my relationship with my father at the time that he was there for me in that kind of way. But it was also just this proof that like I took care of myself and I had like no, nothing but my faith basically guiding me and that I was not even like, not only was I taken care of a little bit, but like it was beyond my wildest dreams. It was way more than I made in a month at that point. Um, and I was just so blown away. And this was like one of my first major lessons that I'm not in control. And that um, as my favorite author, Melody Beatty, likes to say, God wants to give us all the good we can handle. It was my first realization that I don't even know how good my life can be. Like if I can just surrender to a power greater than myself, um, the, the, like, the incredibleness of my life can be so beyond what I ever imagined for myself. And I'm so uncomfortable sharing this story because it's such a vulnerable story for me. Um, which leads me into my next story, which is really fascinating. So I'm just going to trust that I'm so uncomfortable right now because I had this interview with Meryl Cohen, who you're going to hear that interview very soon. Um, this is the sex talk part two. Meryl Cohen is a sex therapist at revive therapy and she 
um, was on my show to discuss like how to talk to your children about sex. So this is like a very vulnerable thing to talk about. I'm not a sex therapist myself, nor do I spend all day talking to them. So it's a very out of my comfort zone topic, but one that I feel is really important to educate myself and other mothers and fathers and anyone who wants to know about. So I had her on my show. It was um, you know, step out of my comfort zone, but I had the conversation and the whole time we were recording, I'm thinking like, I can't air this because I am like, this is, I can't air this interview. I was just so uncomfortable. I felt so vulnerable. Um, and I recorded it. And when it was over, I told the person who edits my podcast, like, just keep this for a while. Don't edit it yet because I don't even know if I can air it. And, um, Finally, today, I went back and I listened to the raw footage. And I don't know what other people are going to think about it. But it's one of my favorite podcasts I've ever done. And I know that the whole time I'm doing it, I'm just feeling like I'm standing outside like naked alone, so vulnerable. But like I listened to it. And it ended up being like, I was amazed. It ended up being like one of my favorite episodes I've ever done. So I'm just learning that when I feel this way, like I've put too much of myself out there that might just be that I'm doing some of the best work that I can be doing. And um, I'm just going to hang on to that. Um, Anyway, so speaking of, again, being uncomfortable, um, my husband and I decided that to get through this next season of our lives, he's running for Harris County attorney. Um, His first election's March 3rd. So I hope you'll vote for him. Vote for Ben Rose. Um, All that we have going on right now that we would hire a nanny to work for us like Monday through Thursday to help me with Violet. And my plate has been so full this year. I have been home with Violet. I've started this podcast. I was home with her full time. Um, and then, you know, getting Selma from school and all the things that, you know, Selma needs and being there for her. It's been very nonstop. And I have been burnt the heck out and frustrated and um, just not the happiest camper, even though being with my kids makes me so happy. Um, I had a lot of resistance to getting help taking care of them because I felt like I should be the one that knows how to do it and do it all by myself. And I don't need anybody's help. I also was raised in a somewhat hands-off manner and there was a lot of help that raised me and I was thoroughly determined to give my children the opposite experience. So definitely way overdid it and finally everything came crashing down um, and I decided that I was done. I was letting go of my pride. I need help. I understand there are so many moms out there who don't. I follow moms who homeschool, who stay home with multiple children. I am so in awe, but like, it's just not me. And I just need to be the me that I'm supposed to be. Um, I need to be doing this podcast. I need to be filling my tank. I need to see my friends. I need to fill myself up so that I can be a happy, thriving person. And some are filled up by staying home full time with their kids. And that's awesome. But that person wasn't me. And that was a very, very uncomfortable realization. And I just have to say that like, having, (laughs) having a nanny is so funny because initially, and that includes like almost up to right now, I have gotten so much less done. So like I used to work in the morning and then like after Violet, after the kids went to sleep, I was just like frantically hustling to get stuff done. And ever since she started, it's like, I have so much time that I'm actually getting less done because there's like less pressure on me. So I had this conversation with Ben yesterday that I feel Like there's all this space in my life, like that I appear really busy, but actually I'm not. And that that's been hard for me. And um, he said like, you know, you could be like, there's a lot, like you're not necessarily doing like so much like you were once doing. Um, And like, if you want to, you can put more into this. You can put more into my, into your podcast. And I've been thinking about my podcast and how important it is to me. 
And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Um, So that's what I'm going to be doing. So going forward, there's a chance that you're going to be hearing more than one episode from me per week. I have lots of exciting stuff coming up around the corner. I'm going to be pouring more love into my email list. So if you're on it, great. And if you're not, there will be a link on my website by the time this airs, lmnhpodcast.com. You can sign up um, and just making this a place that's you know, more exciting to come to. And um, I'm really excited about all the things that I have coming up around the corner. We also have Violet's first birthday is coming up. We have the election coming up. So it's a very exciting um, moment in time for the Rose family. And those are my updates. And I just want to thank you all again for being my listener, um, for sharing this podcast with people that you know, for the feedback that you give me. Honestly, like the messages that I get, they make my whole week, day, month, year, Um, I really do pour my heart into these episodes and it's been such a personal challenge for me. I feel like I get as vulnerable in some of these episodes as I do in a therapy session and then I put it out there for everyone to hear. And the only reason why I do that is because I feel like if I have these questions, then I know a lot of other people have them too. And I just kind of keep remembering to keep doing it because um, it really has its own purpose in the world. And I'm really grateful to be part of that. So thank you all for joining me today. And I hope that you have a great week wherever you are and that you'll join me next time. Bye guys. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Look Ma No Hands. I'm Laura Max Rose, and you can follow me on Instagram at Laura Max Rose to stay up to date on upcoming episodes and the behind the scenes of my life with my own two daughters. If you like this episode and are enjoying Look Ma No Hands, the best way you can help me spread the word is to leave a review on Apple Podcast. This is the single best way to help me reach a larger audience and share these conversations with everyone who needs to hear them. If you love something you just heard, you can also take a screenshot of the episode and share it on social media. There might be someone you know who needs to hear what you just heard, and that's another great way to make sure they do. Thank you for joining me every week. I'm grateful for each and every one of you. More next time. Mom, 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 mom.